Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Grassroots Army podcast. I am, of course, your host, former Michigan gubernatorial candidate Garrett Soldano. And my goodness gracious, what a complete and utter disaster right now that the Michigan GOP is. Um, my goodness gracious, it is frustrating to watch the division. That is one of the reasons why I ran with Matt DiPerno was to provide unity to the party. Not an easy job um, to, to bring unity to this party, especially in the state of Michigan, because Michigan politics are absolutely just a mess on both sides of the aisle, that's for sure. But, you know, watching from the sidelines and seeing everything that's going down it didn't definitely have to be this way, but this is where we're at. And I'm going to kind of give you what I've heard, um, some of the facts. I know there's a lot of rumors and stuff out there what's going on, um, but I think it's going to be interesting over the next uh, several days to see what the National Republican Party does with this because I heard if they or if the people who ousted Christina this past weekend, if they did everything according to the bylaws, then the Michigan Republican Party will probably get behind it and she will be out as the Michigan GOP chair. That's what I have heard. So we'll see. I'm sure this is going to be a knockdown, drag out fist fight in a phone booth. And here's the problem with this. Okay. You know, here's, here's the great thing about my position now. I'm not running for office. I don't plan on running for office. I don't plan for running for any type of delegate, county party. I'm not running for nothing. Not going to do it. And this is one of the reasons why, because it's nasty, nasty business. I'm not going to put myself and my family out there anymore um, on what I did over the past you know, three and a half years. So I have no, no incentive to run for any type of office. So I'm going to be giving you Garrett Soldano's um, opinion as a constituent, as someone who wants the best for our party and wants the right leadership in place. Um, what I don't agree with what Christina is trying to do is she has been on record saying that she doesn't care if it, if it burns down. And like a lot of you watching right now, we don't have time to burn it down and then build it back up. We're one election cycle from losing this country. And Michigan is a very, very important state for the presidential race and other races, mind you, but more importantly, the presidential race where Donald Trump needs to win this state to give him a great shot on winning the president. All right, that, that's just true. So let's keep everyone's emotions out of it because somebody even messaged me this weekend because I was stating just the facts that Coromo was uh, out 90% vote on this uh, quorum that they, they've done this meeting. And they're like, if you agree with this, then you're part of the deep state. I'm like, what? Just because I disagree with some of the things that Christina has done and what she continues to say, like the garbage that they put out on you, every single race is going to be decided. They want to do this. And I'm going to talk about how I disagree with this. And I don't care if you call me a rhino or a deep state um, or, or anything else. I, I don't care. I'm not running for office. So I, I really don't care. So, but they want to make, make every single race, I think, besides the presidential race, decided by the delegates before the primary. So they're taking the popular vote out of it 
and they're just going to allow the delegates. Now, we've already know that there are Democrats that have infiltrated our county parties all throughout the state. That's true. So what is going to prevent them, the Democrats, from becoming a delegate and basically taking control of our own party? That's possible. And so that that whole um, process is just, I think, wrong. And so if I don't agree with something, I'm now deep state. I, I think that's comical um, for someone to make that claim about me. And I, I really don't care, whatever. But I disagree with that. I disagree with Christina's kind of uh, leadership. There, there hasn't been any. Now, look, I love Christina as a person. I, I think she's a great person. She's a great activist. But I predicted this, along with other people running in the race at the time, that we need a CEO-type mentality because the Michigan GOP is a business. That's it. And as a business, your whole role as the chair and a part of that administration is the Michigan GOP is to raise money and get good Republican candidates elected. That, that's it. That is what your whole role is. You're, you're no longer an activist. If you want to change the election laws, then run for office. If you want to change the election laws, then start getting petitions. And the Michigan GOP can activate the county chairs and everything along with it. I get all that because you can do that. That's the whole point on why I wanted to run is to activate the people to get involved with their local county parties, to get them involved so we can do petitions and, and things like that and change the state for the better. But if you really, really want to do everything that you said that you wanted to do as um, Secretary of State, then you need to run for that type of office, not continue to try to rewrite what your role is as the chair of the Michigan GOP. So I, I disagree with everything that she's doing and her approach of burning it down. And I, I don't care if you're for it. I just disagree with it. I, I don't think that's how you should run a party. Um, and how in her approach with kind of um, basically – if you don't agree with her, then labeling you as a deep state operative and you're part of the problem. I, I don't agree with that because, look, I said this time and time again, you and I can disagree on a lot of things. It, but if we agree on 75, 80 percent, that makes us allies and friends. And we can argue on like stuff with the delegates having the power of every single race besides a presidential race. You know, I, I've listened to the positives and negatives to that. Um, situation. I just think it's too dangerous to allow all the delegates. And somebody even messaged me like, you would have won if the delegates would have been in charge. Maybe, but still, I don't agree with it. I just don't. You leave it to the popular vote and you activate the community. So let's, uh, let's, let's go into some of the things that I remember Christina saying when she was running for this, some of the campaign promises, because when I was sitting on stage with Matt DiPerno and listening to some of the things that she said she was going to do, I was kind of excited. I said, well, shoot, if we lose this thing, the party's going to be taken care of, right? However, uh, she she vowed to raise 50 million. She vowed to raise $50 million. She hasn't done that. Um, she planned to contact, and I like this. She planned to contact 150,000 small businesses that have left the party and get them back involved in the party. So my question is, because I haven't heard anything about this since she made that promise on the campaign trail, how many of the 150,000 small businesses have you contacted? See, what I hear a lot of what Christina's doing right now, and I don't agree with this because as a leader, it's your job. You're going to, the buck stops with you. And whether the party's doing great or wrong, guess what? It's your, it's your party. You're running it. 
So everything that's going wrong with the party, then you're going to be responsible. And you have to take accountability as a leader. If you are truly a leader, you are going to take accountability. You don't blame everyone else of your shortcomings. Because what I heard out of her mouth is, you know, if you're not with her 100%, then you're deceptive, you're, you're treacherous people, and you're a deep state actor. That's not going to unite folks. And I can't believe this has happened, but she has single-handedly divided the grassroots. And that's very concerning to me because before all this went down, we had the old guard and we had the grassroots. And that was it. She went in there and now she's divided the grassroots. Now there's like three factions in the state of Michigan. We have the rhinos, the old guard, the establishment that are sit back and just laughing at us, by the way. And we had a great opportunity as the grassroots because we went in there, took back our state, got everybody involved in the local GOP and everything was going good. Then we got Christina that actually divided the freaking grassroots. And these are the folks that supported her throughout her secretary of state run, throughout her, her, her run for Michigan GOP. They all support her. She split it in half. Now we have the grassroots fighting amongst each other. And that's kind of interesting to me because we finally got the opportunity to do some great things with the state. And then our so-called leader came in here and split us in half. Why? If anything, you should have united the grassroots and then slowly bring the old guard in and say, hey, this is what it is now. We have the majority of this thing. We're going to motivate. We're going to inspire. You can sit on the sidelines or you can get involved with this and we can take back our state and we can start winning races. So I, I am just just frustrated. I am upset. I am um, just disappointed in where our party has gone. I truly am. And people are talking to me and, and messy like, are you going to run? I don't want nothing to do with it, to be quite honest with you. I don't want to be grassroots chair. I don't want to be co-chair. I don't want to be chair. I'm out. Um, I'm going to watch this all play out because I've already thrown in my hat in the ring twice for governor and um, for co-chair and lost both. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it a third time. The people spoke and the delegates spoke. And so, hey, you made your bed. You got to sleep in it. Um, and, that, and that's just what it is. I'm going to continue to do what I do best is inspire all of you to be involved and take action. And for those of you who are watching and follow me, if, uh, that's exactly what we're going to continue to do is I am not going to, to get involved with this, but I am going to give my two cents on how disappointment or disappointed I am on how this evolved and where we're at, because this is not the year to do this. Um, you don't burn it down. You take little bites of the elephant, but you sure in the hell don't burn it down during an election year. And that's exactly what she's doing. And I don't know. I don't understand why, because this is the most important election in the history of our country. And she single handedly, is destroying our chances of winning in the state of Michigan. So let me hear, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the rumors, okay? Just some of the rumors that I have heard um, of what with what's going on behind the scenes. So take it with a grain of salt, do your due diligence and investigate what I just say or what, I, what I'm going to say. Um, but this is what I heard from somebody who's involved in with what went down this past weekend of how this all kind of evolved. So bear with me, but they, they called a special meeting. And they needed 54 signatures out of the 107 of the committee members to sign this to call this special meeting, okay? And there, they had to establish quorum, which is 72 members, including the proxy. 
and 75% of those committee members that were present at this meeting um, had to be there for this quorum to take place. And that was to out her. All right. And what Christina, I think, kind of really screwed herself is she rejected or she rejected this meeting and she actually told her supporters to stay home. And I think they probably wouldn't have been successful if she would have rallied her troops to go to this meeting and they probably wouldn't have got the votes that they needed to to uh, ouster. But that didn't happen. She told all her folks to stay home. Some of her supporters showed up. Some of them stayed outside and protested. But by and large, they followed the bylaws of what I understand. And they called this meeting, got the, the votes, which was 90%. And she is now ousted. So the Michigan or the National Republican Party, they stay out of these types of things. Um, unless the bylaws were, <clears throat> excuse me, followed and the rules were followed, then they'll get behind a whatever the people wanted in the state of Michigan. That's what I heard. I'm not stating that it's true and that's happened, but that's, that's how it went down on the way I understood it. And it looks like they were legal and the Republican party, if they followed through, I think they're going to back the folks who want Karoma and her staff out. Um, yeah, some of the other rumors that I heard is Kevin McCarthy actually sent again, rumor, do your due diligence and investigate this. Kevin McCarthy actually sent the Michigan Republican party a couple hundred thousand dollars for the house candidates. And she didn't disperse that money to the candidates. Um, I keep hearing about the debt that is that she inherited. And I, the way I understand it is when you inherit a party, um, there's always some type of debt. But Ron Weiser gave her money to pay off the debt. She didn't pay off the debt. Again, is that true or not? I don't know. And the one that, um, man, I'm really, I really would like to know if this is true or not. Not here just to spread rumors, just what I heard. Again, that's why I'm saying to do the investigation. But I heard that she missed a meeting with Donald Trump. Um, she went to the beach and her credit card to take an Uber from the beach to the hotel to the meeting, her credit card didn't work. There's a problem with it. And so she was late to the meeting and you can't be late to President Trump's meeting. Now, man, I hope that's not true. Because if you have a meeting with the president, I'm not going to the beach. I am preparing I am showing up two hours before that meeting, waiting outside patiently um, to do everything that I can because it's obviously a very important meeting. But for you to be late or show up or go to the beach before, I mean, I just, that's not how I run things in my life, um, especially with a meeting like that. I mean, I would have been probably camping outside in my suit the night before to make sure that I didn't miss that meeting. But that's just my mentality. Um, but again, those are just some of the things that I've heard. Now, I, I'm sure this will all eventually come out, but what a mess. Uh, just an unfortunate mess. And I'm just like a lot of you out there. I'm just very disappointed in all how, how all this went down. And Christina, she just didn't follow through with what she said she was going to do. And I'm just talking as someone who's involved with the party. You know, when you're making claims on the campaign trail, I expect you to follow through with what you said that you're going to do. And a lot of things, the majority of things that she said, she, she doesn't follow through at all. And it's just a blame game now. And I, I don't, I don't agree with pointing fingers at people. 
I really don't. Because when you point the finger at people, guess what? There's three pointing right back at you. And as a leader, you are held to a higher standard. Um, so we now have the grassroots who are split, the grassroots who support Christina, and the grassroots who are upset at Christina. Uh, well, my goodness gracious. Um, it's going to be a clown show. And unfortunately, it's during an election year. Um, unfortunately, the Democrats are sitting back and just gobbling this up because it's a national news story. I mean, when you have Laura Loomer and D.C. Drano on Twitter talking about this party and this drama of the party, that does not look good. Um, it, it truly doesn't. And the what Laura Loomer broke is, and you guys probably are, are very aware of this. If not, look it up. But Christina became the president of a nonprofit um, called unauthorized, un, un, excuse me, unauthorized back in May in 2023, I think it is. And it's designed to help Republicans and Democrats get elected. I, I just think that's a conflict of interest. So there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I don't agree with what's going on. Again, uh, it's hearsay. But what I do know is we need the right leadership in place. This is not the year for division, especially within the grassroots. We had so much momentum building. And, you know, when we lost the race last year, I was hoping for the best. I truly was. And um, I was supporting her any way that I could. But now we're here. And I don't agree with how this went down. I don't agree with what she's saying. Um, tearing people, calling them deep state actors. And it's almost like she's against Catholics, too, which um, I don't agree with either. Yeah, I'm a Catholic. So not only have I been labeled a deep state actor and a rhino, but now because I'm Catholic um, and I don't believe in the in the right Christianity, I am part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. So like all of you, I'm going to sit back and watch. But I am sick and tired of when people disagree with people or their approach that if you disagree and you don't agree with them 100% of the time, then you're a rhino and you're a deep state actor. That's all garbage. And you know what I'm going to do now with my huge ass platforms of 500,000 people and growing is I'm going to call your asses out. When you run with that kind of narrative and you're tearing the party apart and you're, and you're not backing up with the things that you said that you're going to do, I'm going to call your ass out on both sides of the aisle. So we're going to see what the Republican Party does with this, but we're probably going to know more here in the next several days. And I'll do my part to give you as much information as I can and give you my two cents. Whether you like it, my two cents or not, it's up to you. I don't care either way, to be honest with you. So let's get to more important news because I am very excited to interview Jeremy Brown. And we are going live with this interview on January 15th at 6 p.m. So if you're watching me right now, you're going to hear this live. It's a two and a half hour interview. So why is this so important? Okay. Jeremy Brown is a Green Beret who was, I'm not saying involved with January 6th. He was just there. And you're going to hear his story on what he, he was exactly doing and how the FBI tried to recruit him and everything else. It's a long interview. It's very detailed. But I think it's very important that we don't leave out any of the details on this because it's going to expose the FBI and their shenanigans. He has an appeal that he's filed. And if he wins this appeal, that means everything that the FBI did to him is going to be on public record. This is how important this interview is. And so with him being on public record with everything that the FBI did, then 
He wins his appeal. Then it starts the domino effect for all the other January Sixers who are rotting in prison. It's going to help their appeals. So anyone who has been watching the clown show of that, this is very important. And we're getting censored with this. You know, there's a lot of behind the scenes going on. I have seen interviews with this guy in the past, which were on his website that are now taken down. The people who are interviewed are just, they're just not there. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them because I've watched a lot of the interviews with this guy and some of them are now disappeared. They're trying to suppress this information. Weird. I wonder why. Okay. So here's a little intro of a statement that Jeremy Brown made. And this is what's how, you know, I want to introduce it to you on this interview, which is going to be two and a half hours on January, January 15th, excuse me, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're watching me right now, you're going to be able to watch the entire interview live. And it's going to be very, very important. So listen in. Today, I'm a political prisoner of war, illegally held for over 765 days and counting in maximum security for a long list of fabricated crimes with the intent of punishing me for my real crime, exposing the truth about the FBI's role in the January 6th attack on the American people. An attack by those who seized control of our system of government years ago. He is a special forces operative, a Green Beret, and he was arrested for his role in the January 6th shenanigans, as I'm going to call him, because he has a different story than what was told by the corporate media. That's just a little preview of what's coming, okay? Again, we have to get this interview out. I'm trying to do everything I can to help this guy fundraise for his legal campaign. Um, it's, you know, if you go to, you know, his website, and let, let me see if I can pull it up right now. Jeremy Brown Defense. Yeah, it's jeremybrowndefense.com. Okay. And what I'm going to do is include it in the description, but it's jeremybrowndefense.com. You can read about his struggle, all of his other interviews, but I'm trying to get someone bigger than me, obviously, to get this story and run with it because Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino, you know, someone out there, Laura Loomer, DC Drano, somebody, you know, Joe Rogan, they need to bring this guy on to allow him to tell his story because it's so important, not only for Jeremy Brown, but also expose the FBI and what they did to these folks and help the people who are rotting in prison right now. So that's where I want to put my energy. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get into the, you know, the playground fist fight that's going on with the Michigan GOP. I said my two cents. I'm going to sit back and watch the rest of you. I don't care if you label me as a deep state rhino or whatever. I don't really care. I want to put my energy on where my energy can be best used. And that is helping these January Sixers. So on January 15th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can watch the interview live its entirety, two and a half hours. Okay, two and a half hours on all of our platforms. The reach is going to be about half a million, but we need to get his story. We need someone else to see this and to pick it up. So do me a huge favor, you know, share this video, tag this video, tag these social media influencers, because you never know. I'm telling you what right now, the power of one can lead to the power of many. You never know what small act that you may do. You may reach out. You may tag. You're going to tag the right person. It's going to start a ripple effect. And then we can get this story out to the big wigs like Tucker Carlson or someone else to help Jeremy Brown and help the January Sixers. Okay. So like all of you, we're going to be watching to see what happens with the Michigan GOP. Gosh, dang it. It didn't have to be this way. That's for sure. 
Um, and now there's three factions fighting amongst each other. Well, actually, just the grassroots are fighting amongst each other. The the old guard is sitting back and watching and laughing, saying, yep, told you all this would happen. And it's just, uh, God, it ticks me off because we worked so hard to get to this point and get the grassroots back um, involved in having a seat at the table. And I just think, you know, we made a few steps forward. Now I feel like we're 20 steps back. Just, uh, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. And if I am, I'll be the first one to come on here and admit it like, hey, I was wrong on my analysis. But as of right now, I don't see that Christina's following through with her campaign promises of what I heard when she was on the trail. She's creating more division than ever. Um, the division with the, the, the established is going to be there. You know, that's, that's, but what I am very upset about is the division within the grassroots that she's caused. That's what did not need to happen. Um, so we'll see. And my goodness gracious, if anybody has any, um, more stuff on the things that I said about with the Trump interview or Kevin McCarthy, giving a couple hundred thousand to the district or to the, uh, Michigan GOP to distribute to house candidates or Ron Weiser leaving money for her to pay off the debt. You know, if anybody can validate those three things, I would like to know personally. Um, and if those things aren't true, I will come on here and I will retract those rumors. That's what they are, those rumors. Um, and I hate sharing rumors, but I think this just kind of builds a case of what's going on behind the scenes. Again, I don't know if it's 100% true or not. If somebody has evidence that it's not, I'd like to know because I'll come on here and talk about it. All right. So have a great day. Remember, we are in our first months, first month of the Grassroots Army Strong Challenge, all right? First month is January, physically strong. Next month, February, mentally. Then we have spiritually strong. And then the fourth and final pillar of the Grassroots Army Strong is financial. Those four pillars, they interchange with one another to build you into what you're destined to be because you have to be physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially strong to take whatever this world throws at you for sure. And somebody said, like, why is financial such a big deal to you? I think it's a big deal because I've seen it time and time again, because when you fight against the system, when you fight against this corrupt government, they're going to come after you. <laughs> they are. And you have to have money to defend yourself. How many people do you see that the government comes after and they, they go millions and millions of dollars in debt? So if you're financially strong, you're going to be better positioned to fight that threat and not give in and plea. Because that's one thing Jeremy Brown's going to talk about is you never, ever plea. Don't admit your guilt. And there's a lot of January Sixers out there who pled. And I get it. And I'm not pointing a finger. Um, everybody has their own story on why they pled or not, or did the plea agreement or not. I'm not here to judge. But Jeremy Brown in his interview talked about do not plea. Do not plead. Fight, 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 fight. And when you're financially strong, you're going to be able to do just that. Okay? So keep going on it. Keep building, getting better every single day. And we will continue to bring great people on the show because I have a great lineup of folks. I'm very excited over the next four months of all the uh, personalities and stuff that we coming on the Grassroots Army podcast for all of you to learn from. So it's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited for this year. But Michigan GOP, get your shit together, man. Come on. Let's unite and let's, uh, let's take back our state, but more importantly, take back our country in November. So let's put egos aside and let's do what's right for America, not self-interest. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan, of course, and always God bless these United States. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.